Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell, or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Indeed, it is. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to SEN Tassie Breakfast 2024 style. It is Brent Costello with you. And the great man returns, Tim Payne. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, Brent. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Hamish. Good to see you both. Hamish is back. Good to be back on the air. It is good to be back. It's it's almost been two months, Tim, so it's like the first day of school again, but we're stuck in the same class, aren't we? Nothing's changed. You walk back in, you feel like you've never left, which is good. And having Hamish is a bit like having a relief teacher sitting in the corner. It it? is, yeah. And we're going to play up on him. God, he's got some... Um, for our listeners again, he, he's he's wearing three different sporting teams again. He's a confused young man, isn't he? NBA style he is, yeah. He's got the New York Knicks hat, I think a Bulls t-shirt, and then he's got the Collingwood sort of bomber jacket over the top, which is interesting. Anyway, enough about Hamish. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. What about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. As I've said in the past, it's it's nice to see you because you go missing. It's fair to say. I've been busy, mate. I've got other jobs. Tim, we're all busy. We're all work. Yeah, you're just in Hobart swanning about man around town. Working still. Just because you're there throwing the wanger down to the players' batting, that doesn't... I mean, it constitutes work, I know. Throwing the what? The wanger. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Well, how are you? What, what, tell the listeners what you've been up. We know you've been I with the Strikers. They know you. I've been at the Strikers. I've worn my Strikers hoodie in for you this morning. Um, yeah, so it was, it was great. Um, had a brilliant experience with the Adelaide Strikers. Um, six weeks in Adelaide. Didn't quite get as far as we would have liked, but um, yeah, I thought we did a reasonably good job considering back end of the tournament, we lost a few of our overseas like um, most teams, which was a bit disappointing. But yeah, a really enjoyable experience. Um, can't wait to get back over there next year. Yeah, from last to third, wasn't a bad effort. Uh, we don't want to know what you're up to. What well, you're up to we, we were last, but we'd played about four less games than everyone at that stage, Brent. Yeah, true, true. Hey, we've got a new sponsor for our open line, the Harcourts Open Line. Great to have Harcourts as part of the show. Harcourts, more than just real estate professionals. Call us this morning, 1300 42 We've loved your role on the show over the first six months. We'd love to know what you've been up to while we've been on a break. You can text us as well, 0437 552 Lots to talk about in the world of sport. Want to talk about uh, hurricanes, jack jumpers. Uh, the cricket yesterday was unbelievable, Tim, the West Indies win. Can't wait to get your take on that. But as always, mm. we start with the preamble. And that's what we, we're doing. We're trying to find out exactly what you got up to, apart from cricket stuff, Tim. Did you have a nice Christmas, etc. I did, actually. I had a really you nice Christmas. You were home Christmas. for Christmas? Yeah, at my place. Yeah. Um, which isn't something I love, Brent, having a lot of people over your house. You end up having to do all the clean-up, don't you? So, mm. um, yeah, had the whole family. I think we had 29 or 30 people there at one stage. So I was lucky to get home for, I think, two or three days in that period and then um, back over to, to Adelaide. So it was, it was nice to have a few days off over the Christmas period. What about the well, Costello? I'll stop, I'll stop no, you no, there. Why? I'll stop you there. Why? why do I feel like I'm walking into a bit of an ambush this nice. morning and you two have been a little bit... 
in cahoots with it. Nice to have a break over the Christmas period. I think your words just were. So this is how it rolled, Hammer. The, the Jack Jumpers were kind enough to give us a Christmas gift this year. And Caitlin, the, the media manager, asked me if I could pass on your Christmas present. And I said, Tim's, Where is in, it? Tim's in Adelaide. And she said, well, take it anyway. Next time you see him, mm-hmm. give it to Tim. I said, no problem. So I messaged you. This is how the text conversation went. Oh, okay. This is how it went. We're going to share private text conversation. Are we okay? I let Tim know I had had this. And I said, do you want me to get this JJ's present to you today, mate? (laughs) He said, yes, please, mate. I don't have a car, though, at the moment. Polite. Very polite. Long story. What are you up to today? And I said, you have more cars than anyone I know, even free ones. And I said, not much. I can drop it wherever you are. Just let me know. This is how good a, a bloke I am. And I won't read the following text. <laughs> um, and anyway, didn't get back to me all day. I'm sitting there. This is Christmas, what day was this? Christmas Eve, Why by the way. text people was, on Christmas Eve, mate? Give me a spell. I to come to you I'm with this gift on Christmas Eve. I message again with a follow-up hammer. What, when where, did you message again? Where do you want me to drop this to you then? Just at home? Nothing again. This rude, Tim. It's rude. <laughs> anyway, I present to you. Thank you. Uh, I've been waiting for it. Merry Christmas from oh, the Jack the Jumpers. Little, oh, fantastic. That's you might want to undo it so we can well. actually um, show them that you've received it. That's I, lovely. Fine. It's been in the back of my car for the last six weeks. Oh, well, there you go. See? Um... So you've been a bit lazy. You could have dropped it off at any stage. You know where I live. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, anyway, the other the other funny part of the the break we thought, and we had this on social media, and it was going well, was you during our podcast saying you won't be seeing me, Brent. Those those were the yes, famous words on the, the BBL plan. coverage. If you if you're catching up on this, here's some audio that for you. That was the plan, Brent. I just I'll just sit in the background and do my work and. Worry about that. I don't need any TV time. You certainly won't be seeing me, Brent. One week later. Tim Payne with me. I don't need any TV time. You certainly won't be seeing me, Brent. I'm a background man. <laughs> Nothing else to annoy more than, than coaches in the media all the time. It's about the players. One <laughs> week later. It is weird seeing you in Strikers' colours. Yeah. Torn allegiance. Uh, no, not at all. I mean, I've been at Cricket Tasmania for 20-something years, so to have a, a new experience in a different environment has been really good for me. How are you finding it, the assistant coaching role? Yeah, I'm loving it. It's about the players. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just sit in the background and do my work. Oh, all right. We get it. <laughs> that was Same-ish. So Seriously. It was best work. How did that go, please? Because you won't be seeing me, no, and then all of a sudden and, there you are. To and me. you didn't. You saw me once. So how did not, you were Adam, not you weren't doing this. any media? No, I wasn't. What, what happened? Well, Jason Gillespie, the head coach, would probably, after every game and before every game and during every game, was doing media, and he wanted a night off. Oh, I see. And so I begrudgingly strolled down and had a quick chat to Fox, and that was it. You didn't see me again, did you? That's not my mail. Not my mail at all. I, I, I took you as a man of your word, but there you go. You well, I am. You me. And, but, Brent, all, not all plans... Go perfectly, do they? No, they don't. So I thought I did a pretty good job to stay off the TV and out of the light, or the lights, Lime, which, the, the which light is for people. the players of the BBL. And I thought the BBL just quietly, I thought it was fantastic this mm-hmm. year. It took off again, didn't it? Which it was did. awesome for cricket. Um, and yeah, sometimes the players, the coaches have to play a small part and, and give a bit <laughs> of uh, insight to the, 
to the fans. Uh, well, so great. I was happy to step up and, and do it once. But yeah, I, I was stand by what I said. I don't, I've never loved the coaches doing a heap of media. We've got our first text of the year on the Harcourt's open line. Harcourt's more than just real estate professionals. And guess what? It's from David, yep. who is a very, very big listener of the show. Thanks for your text, David. Can Tim tell us how the strikers were able to handle the travel requirements? Well, I, I was going to ring you, Brent, but again, because we're on holidays, I left you alone, unlike you texting me relentlessly about stuff all the time. Oh, Tim, can you get, do this? Oh, I've got this for you. Oh, it's, it's like a, what a load a, of old girlfriend I just wanted to break from for six weeks. Please. Um, but I was thinking of it at one stage because can you believe we had to we had to go from Canberra yep or from Hobart to Canberra then we had to fly the next day from Canberra to Adelaide yep pick up some stuff and then we had to fly from Adelaide all the way to Perth play the next day then we won in Perth we had to get on a 5 hour plane ride to Brisbane mm-hmm. the next day at 6am after winning a game in Perth at about what 9, 10 p.m., 6 a.m., 4.30, wake up, fly to Brisbane. <laughs> Games on the Gold Coast had to hire cars. Why did you fly the Gold Coast? Because they couldn't get us in there, apparently. Right. So we had to wait at budget for however long. Why uh, Someone, had, I don't know how long it can possibly take you to give your license and hand over a key, and that's your car, and off you go. But anyway, an hour and a half later, then we had to drive to the Gold Coast. It all caught up with you because you lost. In, well, no, I was just going to say, I thought you would have been the first one on saying, this is ridiculous. How can we expect professional sportsmen to travel, play, travel, play from Perth to Brisbane with 4.30 wake-ups? Yeah, no, good point, Tim. So I thought the strikers did a, an amazing job to get as far as what they did. Do you think? Yeah, they did. Mm. They did. Because I know it's something you're really strong about is the players' welfare and not having to travel too far and play the next day. Gee, you like to twist things. Um, you like to twist things. Look at you, you should grin be, on your face. I thought you'd Look be like you. Look at you. nothing. You didn't tweet the ACA or Cricket Australia and say this is unfair. No, because I you lost let it. it slide. It was nice to see you suffer through that. I didn't suffer. We did it beautifully. <laughs> Hey, uh, how's the NBL Supercoach going? I'll be uh, upfront have and honest. Oh. I have not touched my team. I went on a holiday and I forgot all about it. Uh, but I'm pleased to say I'm still beating you, which is very, very good. Hammer is smacking both of us, though. Where'd you go on a holiday? Well, I, did, I just I, I just forgot about it, to be oh, fair. Okay. Yeah. Put my hand up, forgot. But I'm still going okay. Um, ranked overall 2071, which isn't too bad. Mm-hmm. If we keep scrolling, 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 scrolling down, though, you'll see the House of Pain coming yep. in at 6,605. Yep. No, that's fair. What's what's worse is Hamish is coming 1,033rd, mm-hmm. and the bloke lives on that app. Yep. And Ish. watches every game. Yeah. A little bit disappointing, Hammer, to be fair. <laughs> did you, Hammer, did you get a Christmas present from the Jack Jumpers? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, big star to the show. It's electric. And as I said, love to hear from you on the Harcourt's open line. Tell us what you've been up to. Over the summer break, uh, what did you think of the cricket yesterday? How do you think the jack jumpers are going? Uh, did you watch the tennis last night? There's a smorgasbord Hurricanes, of sport tigers. to talk about. There's plenty happening. Harcourt's open line. You can get us uh, via phone. 1300, what about baseball winning? 1,342-1533. Good to see you're still learning to cut me off as I'm mm-hmm. speaking to him. And text us 0437 Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Yes, it was a good win by England. Out Amazing. Of nowhere. Mm. I would say it was a bigger win than the West Indies beating Australia. 
Really? No, that's... 100, was... 200 behind on first mm. innings yeah, in but... India. Yeah, I suppose. I told you, it's like playing on the moon over mm. there, Brent. True. And they were nearly 200 behind on first innings. Yeah, okay. What about Pope, too? Goodness me, where'd that come from? Well, I was thinking about this yesterday when I watched a bit of his batting. Michael DiVenuto coached Surrey mm-hmm. for a few years, and, and a lot of Surrey people that I've spoken to or have been around there have all, always raved about how good he is. Always. Okay. It hasn't quite translated to international cricket until mm-hmm. yesterday. But okay. yeah, he's always highly spoken about. Right, we've got another text in here. Welcome back, lads. Brent, when's the SCN Golf Day? I'm looking forward to it to see Tim choke just like the strikers did. Cheers from Josh in Port Sorrell. Love the text. Thank Josh, you, Josh. Come on, Josh. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. You two can be like Josh and Texas on the Harcourts open line. Are we doing a golf day? 0437 552 I hope not because I can't play it. So I'll be your caddy. Oh, I can, I can pick you up and take you down there and we'll... No chance I'm playing an SEN golf day. I'm just bring it out. Because I can't play golf, Tim. Oh. I'm useless at it. Well, you're going to play basketball. You're no good at that. Yeah, well, we'll see. Mate, we haven't even got to that yet. When, that? When's the, have we got a date for the game yet? <laughs> we don't. We don't. We need, it needs to be soon, though. We've talked about it for too long. I was telling um, telling you both this morning, my pre-season. So I've had six weeks off. And my pre-season started this morning at 5 a.m. for this basketball. So I am going to have a little mini pre-season. I've been powering on all the way through, Tim. Yeah, I know you have. I've sent you but a few messages. But you're still no good. I mean, standing there in your black slacks and your Julius Marlowe shoes and shooting on court, that's that's not what it's okay. about. Mm-hmm. You can shoot all you like. Keep it coming, my friend. Well, I went Keep to the gym coming. this morning because I'm trying to bulk up a little bit. Mm. I'm already bulked up. Because I'm going to hit you hard. Well, you get an offensive foul. Offensive foul. I am foul. not concerned about the basketball. I am going to run through you. <laughs> I am going to... Bruise and batty. Well, that is you'll my be game. Fouled. You'll no, be, I won't. Yes, you will. I've spoken to the ref. <laughs> there yeah, there this, will be no fouls. That's what concerns me. There's some backdoor deals being done. No, there's no. I don't like. I, just, I want you to play in the spirit of the game and be fair. About we are. It. It's one v one. It's not NBA, mate. A lot on the line, though, Tim. We're going to get to our break. down on the ground and hammers, getting foul shots. Hammers winding us up. We are breakfast powered by Kubota. And don't forget to get us on the Harcourt's open line this morning with 1342 1533 or text us 0437552535. We're off to our first break of the morning. Coming back with a doctor, Anthony Drimmick from the Jack Jumpers after this here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. The Harcourt's open line up and firing this morning. Harcourt's more than just real estate professionals. Text us on 0437 552 or call us 1342 1533. Here's another text through, Brent, and I'll ask you this question, actually. Have the Jackies lost their DNA with the decision not to bring back Josh Majette? I know you loved him. Well, you were strong on this. He was the on-court general. He was, and he shares David, who's texting, his shooting percentage was better than Crawford's, and he controlled the game better in clutch moments. Would you agree? Um, yeah, look, it's it's interesting one, isn't it? Obviously a fan favourite, Jet. Um, I don't know what he's up to, actually, at the moment. I'm not sure if he's playing or not. Uh, he's overseas. certainly your favourite. He was one of my favourites. Yeah. One of my other favourites, too, joined so us. So you didn't answer the question. Oh, sorry. I know you like to sit on the fence a no, little bit. No. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I want to wait and see how the, the rest of the season pans out for... Uh, oh, dude, it's I, a I, new I, year, but hey. it's the same man. The old splinters I want to see... How the rest of the season okay. pans out right. for Jordan Crawford. All right, Splinters. 
And then I'll answer your question at the end of the season. One man that's having a great season in his first year with the Jack Jumpers is our next guest on the show, Anthony Drimmick, who joins us on the line. G'day, Drim. How are you? Good. Yourself? Yeah, we're going well. Thank you, mate. Thanks for taking the time to have a chat to us this morning. Tough loss across the ditch a couple of nights ago. What are your takeaways from the game against the Breakers on Friday night? Yeah, it was a very tough game, um, very physical. Um, I mean, as, as you guys seen, uh, they, they shot the lights out, which, which didn't help. Uh, we had the good fight back, but um, it wasn't enough, unfortunately. Anthony, the Jack Jumpers haven't lost a game this year by more than eight points. Is that um, something the team's been working on and how are we trying to address, I suppose, winning these closer games? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good sign uh, coming into playoffs. It means, you know, we're always going to, we're always going to be in the games and give ourselves a chance. Um, I think the, the last game was a bit of an anomaly with the way they shot the ball um, and then we were down about 20 at half. So um, I think it's just staying the course and, uh, you know, just, just, just staying with our systems and, uh, you know, hopefully those uh, close ones start to fall our way. Massive uh, few weeks left of the season, Drew. It's, uh, it's really exciting how close the comp is at the moment. You've got a big week ahead. You're off to Cairns. So back from New Zealand, Tim, up to Cairns. It's uh, Tough a lot of travel schedule. schedule. And then back here, of course, against the 36ers on Sunday afternoon. So uh, a big week ahead, Drew. It's um, ex- exciting at the same time, though. Yeah, huge week. Um, I mean, every, for every team, this, this, this next two weeks is, is massive. Uh, as, you, as you said, with the last so close... Um, Last place is only two wins behind us. So, um, yeah, we've got to kick it into gear and uh, go over to Cairns and uh, hopefully take care of business. And then, yeah, with the return at home uh, versus Adelaide, um, yeah, we're looking forward to the challenge. And, um, you know, we're going to get a few good days here of practice and then uh, hopefully we can get the results we need. What do you think, I suppose, the keys are to make sure we clinch a, a final spot? Um, look... I want to say, I always say defense, it, it, it is a key for us. Um, you know, I think it's just coming out and playing the way that we know we can. Um, and I think it's, it's about bringing that physicality from the jump. Um, as I said, I feel like New Zealand brought it, us, brought it to us a little bit more than we did to them early in the game. So, um, yeah, just playing the Jackies way, getting after it. And, uh, yeah. Anthony Drimmick joins us from the Jack Jumpers on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. If you've got a question for Drim, uh, text us in 0437 552 question for him that's not on the rundown sheet. Yeah. The man sitting next to me here, Anthony, is claimed to have nicknamed you the Doctor. Is that true? That Did he come up with it? That's the first well, question. And two, do you like it? <laughs> um, I'd love to give him credit, but I'm pretty sure uh, that was my brother's nickname way, way Thank back you. when he was playing. So, uh, oh. uh, unfortunately, can't take take too much credit for that one. <laughs> but by the second part, Drim, do you like it? Do we keep rolling <laughs> oh, with it, or yeah, do you want me yeah. to pull it back? I'm good. I'm good with all nicknames. One that was uh, one that was brought up for me a couple of years ago was the Drim Reaper. So I like that one. Oh, <laughs> that's much better. I'm going to throw that in too. <laughs> I think that's better. very nice, actually. The Drim Reaper. I don't mind that. Yeah, very nice. Hey, um, what about your time in Tasmania? Obviously, a big call to come down at the start of the season, but you're loving your time down here. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, the family's having a great time. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. We're, we're just enjoying every day we're down here, and uh, yeah, it's been good. Is, uh, you've signed a one-year deal coming down. Are you looking to extend that? Would you like to stay down here? Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, I'm honestly tired of jumping teams. So, uh, I've, uh, you know, we've, we've carved ourselves out a nice little uh, house down here and, you know, hopefully we can stay down here. And that, Yeah, that's the plan. What about playing against the 36ers this weekend? Obviously, the team you used to be part of and um, Jack McVeigh as well and 
Madruk Dang, there's a bit of a connection there with the 36ers. What's it like? And what was that first game like coming up against them? I know you played them a couple of times already this season. Was it a bit of fun and a bit of uh, bit of vocals out there? Was there? Uh, look, not really, honestly. Um, I mean, we're trying to come out here and kick everyone's ass, right? So um, there might be a bit of extra emotion in those games, but uh, you know, it'll be the third time we play them now. So just just going in there, try and take care of business. And the Dream Reaper, you've been in the NBL since 2016. Have you ever experienced a season or in any league you've played that is as close and as hotly contested as this one? No, not at all. Um, I feel like the last couple of seasons have been close with that middle of the pack, but um, I've never seen eight teams um, fighting for playoffs uh, with, with us so close to the end of the season. Um, you know, we, we usually have one or two teams who are, you know, shoot to the top, but then also one or two teams who might struggle a bit down the bottom, but that's uh, not the case this season. So it's definitely interesting for sure. Well, mate, big week ahead, as we said. A couple of massive games in Cairns on Thursday night, then back here at My State Bank Arena on Sunday afternoon against the 36ers. Good luck with all of that, and thanks so much for joining us as our first guest, too, of 2024 on SEN Tassie Breakfast. No worries. Thanks for having me. There he goes. The Doctor, the Drim Reaper. Whatever you want to call him, Drim. I like the Drim Reaper. Anthony Drim. I do like that. That's a very good nickname. Another text through, Brent. I don't know the answer to this one. Have the Jack Jumpers ever won in New Zealand? Yes, Tim. They had a very big win there um, a few months ago. So they've played New Zealand three. We played them four times this year. They beat us on New Year's Day at my state. They beat us in Launceston. And we had a good win against them in New Zealand and beaten us again the other night. So... Yes, we have beaten them over there. That was our first international win, though, a couple of months ago. And it was a very good one, too. What time for our Jack Jumpers fans is the tip-off on Sunday? For the uh, 2 o'clock. 2 p.m. I 2 like p.m. That. We'll get you out there, Tim, in your Christmas Day jersey. No, I'll be away, Brent. Be, what are you off to? I told you in the we're, we're, thing, I'm a bit... We're going to unpack this <laughs> at some point. Tim has said he won't be here on Monday. Potentially. He's... Potentially. Potentially. You and it's listen. very you mysterious as to what. Not really. I try and block a lot of what you say out. Uh, as I said, the uh, Harcourt's open line up and firing this morning. You can get to us via the phone, 1300 42 15 Harcourt's more than just real estate professionals. Text us as well, 0437 552 It is SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. We're off to the news, and guess what? Our man is back. Matthew Reid from Taz Racing joins us after this. Oh, a bit of in excess to bring us back in from the news. And uh, Kick, that's the song, isn't it? I don't know. You're the, you're the musician here from what I've seen well, from your 40th, and <laughs> I am keeping these videos up my sleeves. Before we get on to Reedy, I have been inundated mm-hmm. with video footage of you two gentlemen karaoke yep the great man over here on some sort of it was the uh, tambourine tambourine yeah it was fantastic your voice i'll tell you what at the start of the night if anyone said to me and gave me odds of who was going to let their hair down i would have had hamish spence at 100 to 1 yeah and he came well, in. i would have had you higher because you you? yeah we haven't got any oh that's fair yeah good point anyway. but <laughs> i don't know if you were extremely drunk or you're normally tone deaf but anyway we'll get these i will filter them out slowly through 2024 over the socials fantastic tim we all can't wait for it i know you can't now one big part of the show in 2023 
And uh, one uh, person that's backed by very popular demand from Taz Racing is our good friend, Matthew Snapper-Reed. G'day, Snap. Welcome back for 2024. Yeah, excited to be here. I've missed you guys. It's, uh, yeah, good to be back on the show. <laughs> I need you. I was, was going to say to Hammer yesterday when he asked me what we want to talk about, I said... Uh, I didn't mention it, but my cricket career has completely gone down the tube oh, since no. I was last really? on the show. So I think I need this show for, Is that right? for a lot of different well, things. Well, I was trying to push you up into the first grade. Don't tell me you've gone down I've, into, I've into the threes. No, I've been up okay. and down. And, yeah, my annual January form slump has once again. That can happen. Yeah. That can happen. Snappers here, of course, for Taz Racing. Big races in fantastic places. Do you come up with that little slogan? In Tasmania? No, no, no. Someone that's more creative that's than very, I. That's prob- very... Yeah. Probably Brent. Yeah. <laughs> he claimed the doctor for <laughs> Anthony Drew. Hey, so it's his brother's nickname. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> hey, uh, on Friday, there was a, a harness and yearling sale at Carrick, which is exciting, and the Lonnie Thoroughbreds, where Be- Bellow Bow had a welcome return. Yeah, it was a big day, Australia Day. It was a little bit windy, unfortunately, which was probably a bit annoying for, for punters that were on track at Carrick, but the harness sale went really well. 14 of 20 lots were sold there, and that kind of rolled into the thoroughbred meeting at, at Launceston on Friday night where I was. A couple of feature races there. The Launceston Guineas was a beauty. Paddy Payne won that with a, a horse called Bold Soul. It was a very impressive win. He sort of didn't look like he was going to win for the entirety of the race, but he was too good. And Paddy Payne's dominating our, our Tassie Carnival already. Wings of Song's been down. Alhambra Lad's been down. So Anything that Paddy Payne's brings down, you got to respect. And Bellow Bow, you touched on it, Breno. He was a gun as a two- and three-year-old. It kind of lost his way a little bit, but a return to Lonnie where he races his best did the trick and well-ridden by Jace Maskeel, a Tassie boy that was back home. It was great to see. Did you stay up in Lonnie only for came back Saturday? Only came back yesterday. Did you? So Payne, you were yeah. in Lonnie for the Launceston Cup for the Greyhounds on Saturday? Yeah, I, it, was, it was a bit of an awkward one. I'd RSVP'd for the Greyhound of the Year dinner. I said, I've, I've got to bring my son. He's two and a half. And Did I, you MC it? No, I didn't. I didn't. No, and I arrived, and here's AJ. He's in a suit and blazer, and everyone's, and I've got the child, and I'm not that well dressed up. Jeez, I've, I've, I've had a mare here, but uh, no. Get, get the families along to the race, yeah, mates, well, don't the, we? the young one was saying, oh, where, where's the greyhound jockeys? No, they, they, don't, have, <laughs> they don't have jockeys, darling. But um, no, it was a good night, Launceston Dogs. Massive night for Paul Hilly. So Fast Minardi won the, the Launceston Cup. It was also one of the finalists for Greyhound of the Year, and it won. Uh, Paul Hilly trained first and third in the Launceston Cup. So uh, it was a very emotional night for them. It was great to see. It was a massive win from the dog in the Cup too. It sort of overcame early interference and, and rounded them up uh, near, close to home. So, yeah, great night up there in Lonnie. And really well done by the club too. Had a lot of things on, on course for the kids and ice creams and all that kind of stuff. It was really well played. Very nice. And last night, so the Hobart Pacing Cup, I love this nickname, Rack 'em Up Tiger Pie. How good's that? Not a nickname, a name. Yeah, no, it was a really good win there. They've also got the the Norfolk Cup on that uh, program, lads. They run that on the ha- on the thoroughbred track, so they've got a, a race for the paces on the thoroughbred track. I think they probably find it a bit tougher to get the wheels <laughs> through the grass than they do on the <laughs> down. track. Uh, not really, no. So a few of those were struggling to pick up their uh, their legs late, but uh, no, Rack 'em Up Tiger Pie, really well weighted, rated in front by Nathan Ford. Uh, was too good there from Mickey O, who's just continuing to go from strength to strength. But the leader had it too easy there. So credit to Connections and Rack'em Up Tiger Pie. Really deserved a, a big race like that. Very nicely done as always, Snapper. It's cup time in Tassie. Head south for the big races during the Ladbrokes Summer Racing Festival. And chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponlines.org.au. 
Nice to see you, mate. What's happening Friday? Are you, are you Mondays and AJ's Friday? Are you just a regular? No, AJ's, AJ will be once a fortnight there. So oh, we're just, we're really once a sort fortnight. Of, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that AJ can capitalise. Is there anything we need to be aware of? <laughs> is there been some sort of fallout that we don't know about? It was with, it was one on one off, or? and now it's gone to. That one's so, a fortnight for AJ. He's got a busy schedule. Goodness so. gracious! It's not anything about the Mario thing when he was in the inquiry <laughs> or. Nothing. Is, uh, he, no, he's, okay. pretty, he's pretty thick-skinned, AJ. Yeah, but uh, his less frequent appearances might give us a bit more material to use when he does lob. True. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Nice to see you, mate. And we'll see you again on Friday. Matt Reed from Taz Racing joining us here in the studio. Don't forget, you can get us on the Harcourt's open line this morning. We'd love to hear from you. What you've been up to over the summer? Tell us all about it. Uh, you got some thoughts on the cricket or the jack jumpers or the hurricanes? Harcourt's results for you. Call us 1342 1533 or text us 0437 Quick text in as well, Brent. Morning, lads. Love Majet, but to correct the previous texter, Crawford's shooting percentage is way higher than Majet in either season he played. He's currently 30%. Field goal and 37% from three. Yeah. yeah oh, David, that's very unlike him to be wrong. <laughs> Maybe he's just a slow starter to 2024. <laughs> big shit. And another one here too. Could you please mention the Australia versus South Africa women's T20 game at Blunston Arena tomorrow night? The crowds in Canberra were decent for the first two games and we don't want our critics to pile on again by having rows of empty seats. David of Launceston has sent that through. Thanks for your text, David. And yes, it will be a good night at Blunston tomorrow night. I am actually, What's yes. your role? I'm in the. I'm actually being invited to the chairman's lounge as just a guest. So looking forward to it. Jesus. Did you get an invite, Tim? Well, no, but it used to be quite prestigious to get up into the uh, <laughs> well, chairman's lounge. Clearly, still clearly the standards have dropped a little bit. But still is clearly. That's okay. We need to get to a break because on the other side of it, we are talking more cricket. In fact, with the Hobart Hurricanes coach, Jeffrey. Jeff Vaughan. After this, here on SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. It is indeed. We're back oh. for 2024. What are you laughing at, Tim? Oh, Hamish, in the corners make me laugh. Why? Oh, long story. Uh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we are here thanks to Kubota. We're powered by them, in fact, here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Beautiful day looming outside. Partly cloudy 25 for Hobart. Cloudy 27 in Launceston. Cloudy 23 on the northwest coast. So. Almost beach day. Almost. Almost. You'd be down at the uh, the shack, won't you, Tim? I might go down for a swim. What do you got? Are you still on holidays or? No, Tim. No, 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 no. Back at work. You don't want an offsider for the day or? Uh, potentially. Okay. Potentially. Amish, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, the Harcourt's open line is up and firing this morning. 0437 552 Or call us 1342 1533. You can also get us on social media at SEN Tweet came in last night, Tim, from Black Cat Rex 58. And it says, a critical and independent look at the Canes is long overdue. Coaching, squad selection, drafting, team selection, batting lineup, etc. Fans deserve some answers. Over to you guys to ask the hard questions, it says. Well, one man that can answer a few for us this morning is the head coach of the Hobart Hurricanes and the Tasmanian Tigers, Jeff Vaughan. Welcome back to the show, Vaughan. How are you? Good morning, lads. Well, thank you. Jeffy. Nice to hear your voice, mate. Uh, let's start with the BBL. Obviously, uh, not the, the season you would have liked uh, in purple. Tell us, from your perspective, how you thought it all played out. Oh, look, it's it's obviously disappointing. I think uh, any team that uh, 
that I guess doesn't ultimately uh, hold up the trophy at the end of the tournament is is very disappointed. Um, we uh, we certainly struggled uh, in our first couple of games up against uh, the um, sixes and the scorches and. We we just found it hard to or found it really uh, difficult to get to get moving and get some momentum into the tournament. We played some good cricket throughout, um, but we were uh, largely inconsistent throughout the tournament. Um, sometimes we played some some good innings with the bat, and and other nights we did it with the ball, but we weren't able to do it across uh, across the entirety of a game for for the tournament. Yeah, Jeffy, Sally Ann Beams didn't mince her words in the Mercury yesterday. We've got the audio actually, Tim. Let's oh, okay. let's play it now. Yeah, if I'm honest, I'm really frustrated. And it's not that I don't think we're a good team. It's that I think we've got a great group of young cricketers in both the male and female. Like, you know, the overseas bit is probably the biggest problem that we're consistently having because not only we do recruit players that are not performing, we then um, put a lot of responsibility on them. So, you know, we're, we're having those big conversations around, you know, do we need them? We've got to have some of them because that's the competition requirements. But can we put our homegrown players, a bit like what we've done in the Male Tigers program, in those um, pivotal roles? Yeah, so Jeff, what are your thoughts on the overseas issue? We've spoken about a little bit on this show, the Hurricanes, for a long time having a bit of an, an overseas player curse. Um, what are your thoughts on it? And, and what are some solutions for the fans out there who are wanting a fix next season? Yeah, look, it's it's certainly something that's been spoken about internally, uh, guys, as well. Um, so I was correct with her uh, with her words um, last week about that. Uh, we need to, to look at our strategy around uh, the numbers of, of overseas that we're recruiting or through the draft and uh, and the quality of those players. Uh, ultimately, they are, they are good quality players. They're uh, uh, find it hard to, to get moving in our tournament, um, which probably goes to, to show the quality of our tournament as well. But look, it's certainly uh, something that we'll have to sit around and, and strategise um, for, for next year and beyond as to how we approach our overseas players. Do you think it's more around, I know we had some sort of stuff in England, uh, in Adelaide as well, around the integration and, and how you can make players feel comfortable in your franchise as quickly as possible? No, I don't think that's uh, that's the issue in in in, um, in terms of the the players. We did a lot of uh, background work to ensure that we got the the right mix of player quality, but also uh, the human traits who are, that are going to bring to our organisation and our team. And and we were really pleased with the, the quality of human that we that we selected in the draft. Um, Chris Jordan uh, performed very well throughout. Sam Hayne is is clearly a, a high quality. Um, player uh, and an exceptional young man. He just couldn't get going in the tournament. He was coming out of a, uh, an English winter, um, straight out of the indoor centre into uh, into the heat of uh, of our tournament. So uh, it's tough. It's it's really hard for for players coming into those tournaments and, and coming across the world. But uh, it's something we'll certainly need to look at uh, and improve. And I guess that ties into the local players too, Vaughn. So someone like Mitch Owen has a really good game in Perth and then can't get back in. Um, do, you, do you regret not playing him in, in place of an Anderson or something like that later in the tournament? Oh, look, Mitch has been uh, one of our, our uh, highlights of the summer, hasn't he, with, uh, with his performances across Shield and one-day cricket. Uh, he was largely hamstrung by young uh, Nicky Chowdhury's performances and, and form throughout the tournament. He was 
Uh, Mitch is that all-rounder type, um, and once Nick sort of got in and, and did such a, a wonderful job and impacted pretty much every game that he was involved in, um, it did make it hard for, for Mitch. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, and we'd love to uh, love to have made a few changes with, with hindsight. Um, but look, he's he's a quality player, young Mitch, and he's going to be involved in our Tigers and our Shield and one-day cricket at the back end of the summer, and we'll play a lot uh, in both green and, and purple over the, the coming years. Yeah, he certainly will. Hindsight is a wonderful thing, Jeff, but I, I must admit, we spoke a bit on this show about Mitch Owen in particular when Corey Anderson was selected in the draft. Was that something, looking back, an opportunity missed there? To you know, We've seen how good Mitch has been in the Shield this year for the Tigers when he's been given the opportunity, and then to sort of sit behind someone like Corey. Um, is that something, looking forward, we, we need to get more games into Mitch here in, in the Hurricanes? Yeah. It certainly will be part of the strategy, Pony, as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and whether we do take the, the three overseas players or whether it becomes a, a two overseas player strategy um, uh, to allow uh, some of our local guys uh, opportunities as well. So, yeah, that, that'll be certainly discussed, uh, has started to be discussed and, and certainly will be over the, the coming weeks and months. You mentioned Chowdhury there, Vaughny. Uh, he was a revelation, wasn't he? A, a really nice find uh, for the Hurricanes. Uh, you thought much about him playing state cricket to try and keep him here? I know he wants to, to do the right thing by the Hurricanes, but he wants to play state cricket too by the sounds of it instead of going on the T20 circuit. So is that a discussion you may have over the off-season? Oh, it certainly will be. Um, look, he was... He was wonderful for, for our team and, and great for the crowd. Uh, an exciting uh, young prospect, isn't he? So, uh, look, it's, it's something that we have floated with him to the possibility of relocating um, to, to Tasmania and, um, you know, whether he, uh, he can force his way into our one-day team and, and or shield side moving forward. Um, it's just great to, to work with exciting young talent um, and uh, he's going to have a pretty uh, exciting ride over the next few years, I think. Jeffy, do you think around the country there's other chowdries? And, and if there is, how do we find them? Look, we were, we were fortunate. Um, uh, we picked up Nick, and, and full credit to our assistant coach, James Hopes, here, who uh, Nick is involved with his uh, local club up in Brisbane. Um, so Hopes, he was, was really keen on him for the last 12 months. Um, had a bit of inside knowledge there, obviously. Um, look, I, I'm, I'm confident that... Um, that all teams are doing their due diligence and um, and are scouring the, the the country and the planet for the best players. Um, but there, there must be some others out there, mustn't there, that uh, um, with an opportunity can come in and perform. I guess the difference with with Nick is he's not a, he's not a kid. He's he's not an 18 or 20 year old lad. Um, hasn't been able to play in our tournament um, with his Indian heritage, um, but as decided to play as a, as a local this year so it was his first opportunity at 26 or 27 years of age so um, there are others out there I'm sure um, but uh, they're not sort of falling out of trees either I guess Before we let you go Vaughan, uh, tough to talk about the Hurricanes but one thing you'll be very happy to talk about is the, the back half of the Sheffield Shield season and the one day season, uh, Tigers sitting beautifully and you're off to Queensland which is, which is exciting we are. We head up, head up uh, later this week, and, and our first Shield game back uh, against Queensland up there. We'd be expecting a, a result wicket. Um, we played some some nice cricket at the start of the year. Uh, all the boys are back this week um, from their big bash uh, period. Um, some played some second eleven last week, and others have been in, in Tasmania throughout. So uh, we'll have a week together this week. Head up later in the week, and um, and look forward to to Saturday morning kick starting our back end of our season and a, and a run to, 
for finals opportunities. It might be a few tired Brisbane Heat slash <laughs> Queensland Bulls that you're coming up against, Jeff. But obviously, Tiger's in a terrific position, but someone who can really help push towards some silverware back end of the year if fit is Riley Meredith. How's he tracking? He's going well, boys. Uh, look, everyone would have seen him through the tournament. Um, bowled nicely. Bowled without luck um, throughout. We, there was a few occasions where his numbers probably didn't suggest how well we thought he bowled. Uh, bowling with some nice pace, shaping the ball away. Um, he'll be uh, he'll be featuring some stage um, in the back end of our season in Shield cricket, hopefully. Vaughn, thanks so much for your time this morning. Now you've got to get to a meeting, so we appreciate you jumping on and all the best up in Queensland with the Tigers later this week. Thank you, guys. All the best. Jeff Vaughan, the coach of the Hurricanes and the Tigers, joining us here on our first show for 2024 this morning on SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota, of course. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Harcourt's open line is firing. Harcourt's results for you, 0437 is our text line. We'll come back with one of those after this here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. And SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Harcourt's open line. We've got a text in here, Tim. Why do the Canes never seem to sign an X-Factor T20 batsman? Why don't we sign someone like a Tom Banton or Finn Allen? That's from Tom and Kingston. Thanks for your text this morning, Tom. Tom. Tom Banton or Finn Allen? X Factor. Okay. Well, <laughs> why you're not going to sign them? Okay. And and I actually I remember at the start of the year we spoke about Hayne and I said he was actually a very good signing. You did for that because re- we've got enough X Factor. They sorry the Hurricanes have got enough X Factor. They've got Matthew Wade. They've got Caleb Jewell. They've got Ben McDermott. They've got Tim David. They've got Nicky Chaudry who they just spoke about. They've got mm-hmm. Mitch Owen in their list. What they needed, well Jeff spoke about. it, just before is they haven't been able to be consistent enough throughout the season to make finals and then do damage. Mm-hmm. So Sam Hayne was that meant to be that consistent player. So I thought the theory behind his signing was spot on. He complemented the rest of that top six. He just didn't bat well. Okay. But I, I think as well, like I, I've read a lot and the comments that come through about, you know, we need to change and we need to do this. I think we've saw, saw a really good example this year in the AFL with Colton. You've got Ricky Ponting involved, you've got Jeff Vaughan involved, James Hope's involved. These are all highly intelligent, super smart cricket people. Mm. They would be working to a plan. Now, it didn't work perfectly this year, but this would be a two, three-year cycle. Mm -hmm. And the Big Bash is so hard to win. I know that now from being in it myself as a player and a coach. It is so hard to win, but sometimes just to continually change coaches and continually change over your list you actually go backwards yep so at times to stick the course west coast have just done it yeah carlton did it and yep. got some real results consistency will breed that and that was the message from don baker when i caught up with him last week to okay. the ceo he there said we're too quick to write some of these things we always off. are yeah we're always after the next next thing rather than have a plan whether it's a three or four year plan and then stick it stick with it and see how you go rather than throw the water out halfway through and start again and put you back four years again. We are super, super late for the news. If you'd like to get to us on the Harcourt's open line this morning, text us 0437 552 or call us 1342 We'd love to hear from you on our first show back for 2024 this morning. Up next, going to go back over what's happened in the cricket over the last 24 hours. Plenty's plenty. Happened. That's after news, sport and weather here on SEN Tassie Breakfast.
Hazel's bowled! Shamar Joseph has bowled the West Indies to the most romantic of victories. And one of the truly great upsets in Test cricket history. He's off on a lap of honour. <laughs> it's a win and events that will reverberate right through international cricket. And it might be the saviour of West Indies cricket. Shamar Joseph is a legend in his second Test match. Oh, brilliantly called as always by our own Jared Waitley on SEN Cricket. Yes, that was uh, spine-tingling stuff from Jared. What a day it was, Tim, at the Gabba. Now, I want to ask you this straight between the eyeballs. You are the former Test captain of Australia. Were you barracking for the West Indies yesterday? No, I was not, and I never <laughs> would, and it annoys me. I, I get it from a fan's point of view. It annoys me when I hear past players commentating and almost barracking. I find that oh, really hard to listen to. Tim, that was superb it was. yesterday. It was awesome for the West Indies. It was not great for Australia. No, it wasn't great. It wasn't but... a great performance. And I don't like... I just don't like it. It feels a bit uncomfortable. It's like, why are you barracking against your team that you played in? Well, as I a... get the picture. It's great that the West... Everyone wants the West Indies to be good. Everyone wants Test cricket to be really competitive. And so from that sense, as a fan, I get it. But if that's the team I played in, that's my team. Yeah, I get it from your perspective. You led that team. From my perspective as a journal, I'm barracking for the story. And that story yeah. was unbelievable yesterday. That was. It was amazing. And it is, in a way, great for Test cricket. I still think they're a fair way off. I don't think last night fixed Test cricket no. and the West Indies are all of a sudden this powerhouse. They found another bowler. Um, and it just goes to show, mate, if you can get two guys bowling in excess of 145, you can beat anyone. Yeah. And they've now got the Joseph twins. <laughs> who can, who can put the wind up teams for one with genuine speed, but they've also got skill and accuracy and, and can knock you over. And I thought they did. They bowled superbly. Um, but from, from an Australian point of view, we we didn't bat very well. No, we and didn't. I don't know what you thought, but I, I mean, I was thinking last night when I watched it, and I, I was thinking a little bit in the first innings, like what's going on here? Because man for man, we should destroy that team. What has happened there? Well, I don't know. You'd have to be in there. For me, it just looked like a team that was probably a little bit fatigued mentally and physically. Well, it has been a long... It's been a big 12 months, 12 and that's months, what I was yeah. trying to go through in my own mind. So to win a World Cup, to win the Test World Championships, to uh, have an Ashes series in England, there's a lot of really big emotional highs. And I don't think they went out and like, geez, we're tired or we can't be bothered. But sometimes there is a drop-off in the mentality. Um, and the last test of the summer, stinking hot, high humidity, it's not an excuse. I'm just saying I saw signs of fatigue and I think that was mental as well as physical. And I think it was on the back of what's been a really, really big 12 months for a huge number of those guys. What did you think of Pat Cummins' decision to declare? Trailing, day two, um, I know you obviously see the reason why he did that, yeah. to, to get him under lights, but... Hindsight. Well, you look back now, yeah, hindsight, yeah. but you don't have the benefit of hindsight. And mm. and I think most people at the time said that's a great call because you want to bowl under lights yep. with a brand new pink kookaburra because that is as difficult as batting ever gets for those that have done it. It's it's completely foreign and the ball moves around and it's not the easiest ball to see, certainly to focus right in it. 
Um, so, yeah, they'd have taken three or four wickets in that spell, and the game was probably over. But to the West Indies' credit, they got through it without too much damage, one wicket. And they they were. They were plucky. Um, but I, I don't love giving teams um, glowing endorsement for having a crack. Mm. I mean, you're playing international cricket, and we're saying, oh, geez, they're plucky, and oh, geez, they're competing, and oh, isn't it great? Yeah. That's... It should be. <laughs> that's the standard. It's test cricket. But what I did love about the West Indies, which reminded me a little bit of the olden days, was the flair. And we saw, mm. we're seeing some characters and the passion and the energy and yep. the celebrations when yep. they get wickets. That's what I remember as a kid watching Viv and watching Brian Lara and watching Carl Hooper, who I've just spent time with. And, and I did enjoy seeing Carl yesterday cry yeah. in the ABC box because he was. it's been a long, hard road for those guys to have... West Indies cricket at the pinnacle and all the hard work they put in it to, to see it erode decade by decade and, and some of it avoidable in the way the game's governed over there and, and what how the money's controlled and spent and or not spent. Um, so for them, it was an amazing day. To win at the Gabba is one of the hardest places for touring tides all around the world to go to and win because of the bounce and the swing and the different conditions like us going to India. Um, and it was. It was huge and it was... In a way, I get that it was enjoyable. But. And, uh, yeah, but for me. No I, chance you were barracking for the West Indies. No, never barracking for an, another team to play against Australia. Not a chance. I'll tell you what I'm barracking for, and that's, well, I can't barrack for it because it's not happening, but we should have had a third test in Hobart this week. Why Why are these stupid two-test two series? I don't know. Well, there's obviously no time in the calendar, is there? What happened to Bell Revo having a test every second summer? When was that? That was uh, happened for a long time. We never get tests. Anymore. We used to though. Every second summer we get a test, and it just and Canberra started taking one here and there, and it just sort of. It's well, if got you look lost. at the crowds for the West Indies, the, and hopefully, like I said, the West Indies go back to where they were, and then they are box office and they sell out. Yeah. But the West Indies at the moment, or Pakistan, or Bangladesh, maybe they are better off playing them at Blunston Arena yeah. and at Manika, absolutely, and grounds like that. Yep. Um, Wasted opportunity, I think. I mean, there was that was the shame about yesterday. That that was a test match that was on the line. And there was three thousand. The days before it had been awesome mm. and really good to watch, and there was no more there than a shield game. Mm. Yep. And again, if that was down here, we'd get smacked. Absolutely roasted. Yeah. And f- yeah, the weather played a part, I guess, earlier in the day when we thought. Who knows what was going to happen with it? But hey, I want to ask you about the the makeup of the Aussie team as well because we haven't had a chance to unpack this yet. Steve Smith opening, Cam Green at four. Um, your thoughts on that? It's only a, a really small sample it size, is. Yep. Um, but the decision around that. I, I I wouldn't have done it, but I get why they did. So why wouldn't you have done it? Because I like. Uh, I, I would have picked Marcus Harris or Cameron Bancroft to open the batting because I think they deserve it. And why do you think they didn't do that? Well, my only thing is, obviously, from what I read, is Steve wanted a new challenge and wanted to re-energise himself. And if he's gone to you as a selector and a coach, averaging 60, one of the best players we've ever produced, and he wants to do that, then you probably do do it. Um, I can't think as hell as well. Maybe it's a bit of a game style because they've got Usman who's takes his time and, and bats for a long period of time and, and he's in unbelievable form and doing an amazing job. But he scores his runs pretty slowly. He's a really relaxed, calm, 
goes about his work. Maybe if you put bangers up the other end with him, we're going to lunch at none for 30. Yep. And I think the game's moved past that. So again, to have... Aussie has always had Davey up the other end who gives that counter punch. Maybe Steve Smith is a slightly more attacking player who puts the bowlers under pressure a bit more yep. and allows us to score quicker because you need to be scoring quick now in test cricket to give yourself time to take the 20 wickets. And England have someone who have done that really well, although they've taken it to an extreme. But gone are the days where you can sort of be setting 220, 200 in a, in a test match day. And I think maybe they wanted someone to partner with Usman that gives them a bit more, bit more punch and a bit more scoring. Text in here on the Harcourt's open line, back to BBL, and it's called and titled My Hurricanes Rant. It's from Matt in Lena Valley. Uh, It's in in, uh, numbers uh, here, Tim. Number one, stop having games on the same day and time as JJ's. Well, I think it was only one. And Uh, to be fair, they were good crowds crowds of both. But but yes, okay. Agreed. Not not ideal, yeah. Or an afternoon and a night, joint ticket. He says we didn't buy memberships this year because of that. I thought it was pretty lucky there was only one clash, to be fair. Uh, number two, please review ticket prices. To get a seat, we are the most expensive in the nation by a long way. $40 is the cheapest, $95 for a family. GA costs the same as elsewhere, and you have to sit on the ground or stand, which not everyone can do. Number three, I like this. Why don't we play the song anymore? Written by the great Tim Payne. Is it true? You wrote the song? Uh, not by myself. I was at the old line in Adelaide having a few beers after a win once, and we said, we, we don't sing a team song. We should sing a team song. It was myself and the physiotherapist at the time, Stuart Williamson. And what was what, what's, what's it to give us a few bars? The Hurricanes are on the march. No, sing it, Tim. No, I'm not going to sing it, mate. Because you'll just replay it. And yeah, you and will. It's funny. Oh, I'll get it. Get it up, Hamish. You'll be on YouTube or something. Yeah, get it up, Hamish. We could bring us into the next It uh, was a great segment. tune. The Hurricanes have won the game again. And it used again. to play over the speakers. Yeah, I remember. When we won. Mm, I do remember. And everyone yeah. would sing along. Would they? Yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> like, not like yellow and black with the top. No, nah, not that theme. big. Not but, that, yeah. but again, Brent, do you reckon that's what they did the first time the Richmond song was played? Or True. did that grow over Good time? Point, Tim. No, I like you it. you got to stick with stuff, Brent. Number four here from Matt. Go back to the Cane Train hashtag on socials and promotion. The Tasmania's team thing just doesn't work for the fans. I'll totally leave the agree team with that. stuff to the experts. Thanks for your text, Matt. Totally agree with that. I, I must admit, as a Tasmanian, I find it very hard when I see the hashtag Tasmanian's team and there's about three Tasmanians. Yep. Or bring both your programs closer together, have the Tigers players playing in the Hurricanes, and then go with Tasmanian's team. But I thought the Kane train, again, caught on. Toot, toot. Toot. Bloody two. We're going to get to a break. Uh, breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land at Pride Attachments. We're coming back for a summer catch-up next, Tim, to talk about some of the things that have happened. And here it comes. The Hurricanes have won the game again. We're on the march. Again. Again. Here it is. Sing it, Tim. We bat, we bow, we take control. There it is. It's not bad. Again, again. The Hurricanes have won the game again. In our sight. Oh, the Champions League. The Harper. Yeah. Not bad, I can't Tim. Quite remember it, Don't mind it. We're off to a tune, break. Back with more next. Yes, welcome back to the show. It's our first one for 2024. Going all right too, Tim, I think so far. Harcourt's open line. Results for you. Call us, 1342 Text us, 0437-552-535. Let us know what you think of the Hurricanes campaign. We're getting lots of texts about the Hurricanes this morning. Jack Jumpers as well. 
sitting nicely with four games to go in the NBL season. Third place. How do you think the Jackies will finish the season? Uh, another text the in The Dream here. Reaper said strongly. Oh, the Dream Reaper. How did I miss that? How That's going to be outstanding to bring that into my State Bank Arena on Sunday it's afternoon. You were, you were too busy trying to give yourself credit for coming <laughs> up with the doctor that you actually didn't. <laughs> uh, text here from Kicker. Is it the real kicker or the fake kicker, Collins? Nice to see that they come through. It says, welcome back, boys. Big Bash is done and dusted. Australian Open is done and dusted. That means footy season is just around the corner and the year of the Hawks is nearly upon us. Can't wait. Thanks, Kicker, for your text this morning. Um, we had another one in here too. Here we go. Welcome back, lads. Over the last three years, North Melbourne has finished 18th, 18th and 17th. Do you think it was wise for Cricket Taz to get Scotty Clayton in to help with the recruitment of the Hurricanes this BBL season? Cheers Ooh. from Flash. Well... Was he brought in to help with recruiting? No. Was that this season, was it? Yeah, I think he's been in, in a little bit couple. as a consultant yeah, okay. for a few years. More around the draft and having a, yeah. a clear strategy when you go into it. I don't think Scott Clayton's in there telling them that they need to pick Rashid Khan and a left-arm spinner. I think he's just giving them some um Blokes just walked past direction. the window here, Tim, in with a, a Renegades. Melbourne Renegades kit. That, that is, is extraordinary. That's loose. <laughs> it's really loose. He's been to Vinny's, I reckon, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he didn't want to make eye He would have seen you then. He didn't want to make eye contact with oh, you. He probably saw then. the strikers, would he? <laughs> thought, I'll get my hands on one well, of them. We're in Hobart. You're in a strikers kit, and this bloke's walked past in a Renegades jersey. Do you want a strikers top? No, I do not. Okay. Absolutely not. Thank you. Now, Hammer, bits, uh, Hammer will have one. Hammer will definitely take one. <laughs> hey, a bit's gone on since we're off here. We've been off for... Uh, Nearly two months. Yeah, well, I've been away, but you've been here, as I have. you tell me, pounding the pavement every day. Yes, yes. Win TV. Yes. No, I was actually off for a while too. Were you? Yeah, I was. But the Tasmanian AFL team high performance centre was announced. Rosney Parkland's got the tick. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? It's a pretty good spot. It's a great spot. Let's be honest. Mm. It's close to the ground, if it's built. Yep. I love the excuse about it being close to the airport, though. Why does that matter? Like. You're going well, to travel imagine... once every second week. Yeah, but there's a hell of a lot of equipment that needs to travel with an AFL team. Yeah, I suppose. Mm. And to be able to just jump straight on and straight yeah. down, or maybe the players will all park there and they'll get a bus get a down. Bus. Yeah, like, okay. Fair enough. It needs to be within... I mean, nothing in Hobart's too far away, but mm. certainly if they're at Kingston and they need to get it through town and they've got a flight at a 9am or a 4 or 5pm, you, you're looking at a fair amount of time stuck onto your... On to your travel, there's Mr. Renegade. <laughs> um, we also saw the community events around did, the state. Did you like it though? I think it's great. And I, and oh, I haven't yeah, seen the no design, doubt. but I imagine into that course, the main ground in particular will be dug into the hill, which yep. will hopefully help with the wind because it can get really windy here. And if you're at the Twin Ovals or even at Blunston Arena or if it was on the TCA, I'll tell you what I don't It just get. ruins the spectacle I'm, and it's hard to train in. I don't get why we're split across two areas. Though. I think we could get it all. No one's been able to ask me this, and I've asked this question a few times. Why can't we have it all on one side? The area is quite big on that Eastland side. I'm not sure. So what's need... on the Eastland side? Well, there's one over one behind Rosney College. That's and on then there's another the other oval side. On the other side, yeah. So behind Eastlands. Yep. There's an there? oval in the and the building. Yep. And then on the other side, another oval. I don't understand why we can't have the two ovals and the building on the one side. Because if you look at that area, and I've been over there a couple of times now, I've stepped feel, it out, have you? Well, not stepped it out, but I've asked a few people, and they can't really tell me why you can't have it all. I don't know if they want to keep some green space. Well, probably over it's there. got to be some community stuff mm. involved in it. 
Yeah. Maybe it also, Brent, separates the two ovals. So if the AFL team want a closed session yeah. yep. and their headquarters and everything's there and then the other ground's more for community-type footy, I wouldn't be surprised if this one's not used a lot by the community and yeah. the other one is. Yep. But at the same time, like a Collingwood and a Melbourne, they, they get on the little golf carts and go from their training base over to Goshy's Paddock or whatever yep. it was. A Collingwood don't now, but it's not unusual for teams to have to go you know, 100 metres and I'm sure they'll have a tunnel under the highway or something with Nader connect yeah. them both. Yeah, well, the overpass is fine. You would walk across an overpass. I don't think the boys are walking across an overpass. <laughs> no, you need a Not tunnel. unless it's made a fair bit wider. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. I think the getting the commuting from both of those by foot will be made a hell of a lot easier than what it is right now. Yep. Um, we saw, yeah, as I said, Jack Revolt go around the state but of the community events. it was the pick events. of the spots, yes? I think so. And I think most of our listeners agree. As um, someone said... Twin Ovals a great setup off Broadway Amazing a little bit setup. though. It's not people are going to be driving past Rosny all day, every day, yep. seeing Tasmania Football Club everywhere. It's just going to be awesome. Yep, agree. Um, Jack Rewalt went around the state with his community um, nights, and that was a big success. And he also Did announced. Did you go to any of them? No, the only one I could get to was Hobart, and yep. I had Jack Jumpers on the same night, oh, so I couldn't. Which disappointed Hamish, me. Did you go to any? Any of our listeners went to the what were we calling them? Uh, workshop. Well, send us a text or give us a call and, and tell us what you thought of them, what what was shared, and what was what, what was come gained out of, out of them. Yeah, yeah. I, ca- I asked Jack. I caught up with Jack last week and said, "What do you? Where do you go from here? What do you do with it? How do you build the fabric now with all this information?" So that'll be interesting to see how it yeah, all it'll be develops. nice to hear both sides. I'd like to hear from the footy club at some yeah. stage. What what did we gather? What was the information? And what the and then how did the fans feel it went? Mm-hmm. And what did they get out of it? Yeah. Uh, a couple of texts coming in here on the Harcourt's open line. Uh, one from Tom. Uh, if we could make just one change to the BBL, can we change the shirts? We're a very dark purple and the heat and strikers look almost identical. My God. I could not believe what I was watching in the semi-final when we played the heat. We might as well have had the same strip on. Yeah. It, I didn't like them. But we year. spoke about this right at the start yeah. when they came out. Yeah, the Renegades did. and we the did. Scorchers looked too close. The yep. Strikers and the Heat looked too close. Rene- uh, us and Hurricanes even. Heat and Hurricanes even. They're just too close. Mm. Too similar. One more here before we get to the news. Great to hear you guys back. I hope you enjoyed your break. I spent some time in Adelaide over the Christmas period. One day, while enjoying a stroll through the city, I noticed a very familiar face exiting a body-waxing parlour. Brent, can you please ask Tim if his identical twin was in Adelaide at that time? He may have been, by the sounds of it. I'm just going to read that again. One day, while enjoying a stroll through the city, I noticed a very familiar face exiting a body-waxing parlour. Tim? Yeah, well, of course it's grown back now, mate. You can show me all you like. Were you exiting a body-waxing parlour in Adelaide? No, I wasn't. <laughs> is it true? I have heard some mail on this, actually. I might just go to my source while the what? news is on and come back what? with this. What have you heard? You're on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're doing it thanks to our friends at Kubota. They're powering us in 2024. You can get us on the Harcourt's open line. If you know anything about this body-waxing stuff involving Tim, let us know. 0437 552 Or if you went to the footy or if information the, sessions this, this and you want to share some Tim. of that with us, let's, let's stick to the, the important topics that people want to talk about. Now for your ears, though, here is new sport and weather. Welcome back to SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Monday morning, our first show for 2024. 
just waiting on my source to get back to me about this uh, business around uh, the waxing, etc. So we'll just hold fire on that for the moment. Uh, I think we've started okay this morning. Oh, look at you go with your parking. Actually, I need to do the same thing. I do the same thing. Relaxed. Now you've got a new. You got some new wheels. I do, Brent. I do. That's well done to you. That's, that's fantastic. Our fine partners at Jackson Motor Company now. They've partnered with the show, Brent. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah, I was excited when I got in my brand new Amarok. I sent it through to you guys, and I thought, how good is this team? We've got brand new sponsor, new car. And I just wanted to check in to see how you guys were going yeah. with yours. Yeah, that was nice, Tim. Yeah, we don't have one. So Not yet. How many Must times do we way. need to mention Jackson Motor Company to ensure Hammer and I might get a vehicle as I well? Know. Like I said to you on the weekend when someone shared a tweet of my car at Grassroots Cricket, <laughs> you get out of things, Brent, what you put into them. Yeah, okay, Tim. So maybe a little bit more effort getting out into the community. Not just you say, oh, I'm always at community sport. No, you're out there working and you're not very approachable. Oh, Tim. People just want you to go out there, walk a few laps at the local cricket ground, (laughs) say hello to people, ask them a few questions, what they love about Tassie sport. Not just go out there and put microphones in people's faces with the camera and make them feel uncomfortable. As if you were doing that. That's exactly what I was doing. Now, I've had this text come through now. I've got the confirmation of the story I was told and I forgot about, which I'm glad I've been reminded of this morning. Go. Let's go with these lies on air. I've got it on very good authority, Tim. Mm Mm-hmm. That you had your shoulders waxed because the strikers boys were teasing you for having hairy shoulders. That is absolute fake news. Look me in the eye. Fake news. Seriously, not true. Fake not an news. answer that is true. Don't look away. Not true. Look at me. In the- I am looking at you in the eye. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a completely made up story. Is it? No. Mate, I'm a that. coach. When would I have ever had a singlet on at training? Oh, it's probably all the time knowing you. And if you can find footage of that, you're doing really well. This is the bloke said I'm not going to talk on TV and did. So and I don't I believe anything that says it. Until I was asked by Actually, our coach. Now, Hammer's done some research here, and we're going to go back to you saying, I'm not going to be on TV and being interviewed. You won't see me, Brent, and then we saw you. Yep. So Hammer's come up with this. Some stats you might be interested in regarding Tim's interviews during BBL games this season. The Hurricanes were 5 for 53 at the 10 over mark. After Tim's drinks break interview, they went two for 112 across the remaining 10 overs and Ben McDermott almost scored a century. Who won that game? The Strikers were one... Sorry, finish. Who won that game? We finished. Who won that game? You won. In how many overs? The Strikers were one for 100 halfway through the second innings. After Tim's interview, they went four for 68 to finish the game and needed to take the match to the final over to chase down the Hurricanes. So we won that one too? Yesterday, I'm not sure when this was, Hammer, Tim was interviewed by Mark Howard before the first innings. The Heat proceeded to score 214 runs, and Josh Brown had the equal second fastest century in BBL Yeah, see, that one I was stitched up, and how he did (laughs) apologise, because I was out there just meeting a few balls for Lloyd Pope. He said, oh, Pony, can we quickly just have a... Tell us what you said. Roaming he got you. Yeah, he got me. Okay. Happy to do it for Howie, though. He's a great man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nothing to reply to for Hammer there. He's put a lot of work into that, and you've given him nothing. No. Okay. Won those games. That's all that matters. Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. The Harcourt's open line is open for you this morning. Call us 1300 42 1533. Someone give us I a need, ring. I need give a us new a mower, call. Actually, we'll talk to Kubota, Tim. Kubota. They take on any job, including yours. We've got a website, kubota.com.au. I would have thought that would be I'm right. Have a look. A Texas as well, 0437. Because I can actually, I've always I needed to get a mower, but I've never had a car that I could put in the back if I bought it. That's why you've got the Amarok. Chinas. I had to always borrow. It's, it's honestly one of the most inconvenient things. I, 
if I ever wanted to do anything in the backyard or move anything, I had to ring my brother or my dad. Can I borrow you? Now you've got the big. Now I've got the Amarok Volkswagen, mate. I'm gonna. I'm actually going to the tip fifty times today just because I can, <laughs> and I might even just tow the kids' bikes around. Oh dear! Do you, uh, do you want me to come pick you up for a spin? Here we go. Jason Gillespie was unimpressed by with Payne's hairy shoulders. I was told. Tim, there's truth to this story. It's, the the this is, Harcourt's open line is telling is us fact. This is just lies. Well, what would someone make up. this up? It's it's a weird thing to make up, Tim. If it's not you're true. telling me, it's bizarre. If someone's just completely made this up from nothing. Anyway, we're off to a break because after this... I'd like to see the photo of me coming out of it. We're coming back with questions without notice. I've missed On this. SEN Tassie Breakfast. Questions without answers from Brent Costello. On SEN Tassie Breakfast, questions without notice. Certainly is, uh, and we do like questions without notice, Tim. And I'm going to start with a new ball today, the new rock, the Are new you cherry. you going to answer today or um, you've yeah. had a little bit of a splintering today? So. <laughs> Splintery start, you reckon? Okay, Tim. There's a debate over what the BBL should do to ensure the best international players are still here when the finals start. Would you decrease the number of games again? You can't do that. Or condense the length of the season with shorter breaks between matches? Would I decrease the number of games? No. Could you condense the length of the season with shorter breaks? Yes. What about the travel? Well, I think we saw in the finals that it's doable. (laughs) It is doable. Isn't it? So let's do that. But it's always the clash of the tests. Isn't it? So you don't want when that Perth test is on, it's in Australian Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. It clashes with the Big Bash. So you've yeah. got to have those five days mm-hmm. clear. I get that. Could the have, thing to make you, sure the players. Could you not have morning games? Maybe. Do you think they'd be supported or probably, 2 p.m. games? Probably not. Maybe, maybe. it's a, make them a family day. Let's see. Let's try it. Mm. Why not? Um, but the most important thing is, I think, is to scrap the draft. And let teams go back to signing their overseas whenever they like. Why? Because then you can say to players, like, so we had Adam Hose at the Strikers who had to wait until the draft to know if he was getting picked up. So in that time, he signed by the International T20 League in Dubai. Yeah, okay. So he can't say no to that because he doesn't know if he's getting picked up in the draft. Whereas if we sign him and say... Jamie Overton was the same. He went to that league. Mm-hmm. We sign them whenever we like, say, we're prepared to pay you this money, and for that, you stay for the whole comp and start that next competition a week late rather than leaving hours a week early. And if you give them the security of that, talking to them, they would do that. That's a very good but point. But it's the unknown when they're getting offers all around the world that they can sign today yep. and they have to wait when there's no guarantee they'll get taken mm-hmm. in the draft. I like it. And there's certainly no guarantee they'll go where they want to go. Or could you have the draft earlier? No, just scrap it. What does what does the draft bring yeah, to the BBL? I think I think it was for the fans really, wasn't it? How? To make it exciting. What what's know. exciting about it? The half an hour T V show. Mm. Where half the teams pass on their picks anyway. Yeah, fair did point. you sit on that? I'd love to see how how many people have tuned into the BBL well, draft. I watched it. I watched so it. So you and Hamish. Mm. Yeah, you'd have fifty to be a, other people. Bit of a cricket enough, I suppose. It's not packing the punch that they thought it would. Mm-hmm. The draft would work if everyone was in it. Local players as well. Yeah, it would. It'd make it interesting. That would be worth watching. Yep. But it's strange that you're drafting again. 
the AFL draft, the NFL draft, the NBA draft, they all draft kids to come in and build a team mm-hmm. for the future and to continually add to your list. BBL, we're doing the complete opposite. We're drafting in your best three players. And then next year, they go out and you got to, you can only retain one of them. One of them, yeah. So your star players are continually evolving rather than the other end. You want We want Overton, Rashid Khan, these guys to be in Adelaide shirts all the time. So your kids can buy their shirts with their numbers and they know they're coming back next year. Yep. And you can build a club and a culture and a franchise around that rather That's than exactly, continually turning over your star players. Exactly what Don Baker said to me about Chris Jordan the other day. Yeah. Trying to keep someone like him coming back each and every year so people know he's coming back and kids can look up to him and build build something around someone. Yeah, but for some reason they f- it feels like they're hot on... The BBL people are hot on this draft. Mm. Me asking people around the traps... I can't find too many franchises or state CEOs that like it. Okay. Very good. Brent, would you give Nicky Chaudry a state contract if it ensures he stays with the Hurricanes? Um, yeah, I, I think he'd stay anyway. That's I not think, the question, Splinters. Um, would you give him a state contract if it ensures he stays with the Hurricanes? How long? Depending how long. Yes, I would, but... I'd make it maybe one to two years. You'd give him a Tasmanian state contract? Yep. Would you? No. Wouldn't you? No. Why not? Not worth a risk? Uh, well, again, what are, what are we doing? I want to know first, are we going to push our Hurricanes list and our Tigers list closer together? Then yes, I would. But I'd want to see that reflected on a number of other contracts. What do you? We did a similar thing with Paddy Dooley. I yep. suppose. No, I like it, but I want to be clear on that's the direction we're yeah. going. We are bringing our programs closer together. Mm-hmm. Then I would. Whereas I feel at the moment we're kind of in between. Tim, during your time coaching at the Strikers, what was the thing that surprised you the most? Well, probably just the level of planning that goes into it. I, you know, obviously, as a player, you walk in the doors and everything's ready to go. You just pick up your gear and go and train or go to a meeting whereas it was just probably the, the hours that go into behind the scenes stuff and for me it was just, wasn't so much of a surprise but it was a really good learning experience to to see from from a different lens I mean there was a few times where I was staying at the hotel with the players obviously because I was also from interstate and the boys would be like oh we'll leave at eight o'clock and nine o'clock in the morning all right I'll meet you down the front at five and I'd get there and one of the other coaches would be out on the oval setting the stuff up and I was like Oh, <laughs> I forgot I was the player there for 10 minutes. That's true. Oh, That's true. Anyway, so we got there. Um, Brent, when the AF, Tasmanian AFL Club's membership campaign launches in March, do you think it can reach 20,000 members in a year? And just for a bit of context, the Gold Coast Suns had the smallest number of AFL members last year with 23,000. I reckon it will. Straight yep. away. Yep. Because it won't be expensive either initially. You're not buying seats, are you, at a stadium? It's going to be a foundation-style membership, and I think people will jump at it. I'd be interested to see what the uptake's been like for the little packs they released. We might have to try and find that out, Hammer, how many of those they might have sold. I certainly bought one. You would have bought one, Hammer. And, Tim, you wouldn't have bought one. You'd be going to get one for free. Um, so I was glad to support uh, that. And, yeah, find that out for us, Hammer, if you, uh, if you can. Hey, Tim. 
Are you concerned about Marnus Labuschagne's form at all? In his last 18 tests, he scored 974 runs for an average of 33.58. A little, yes. I would like to see him scoring a few more runs, and I'm sure he would like that. But, I mean, he set such a high standard for such a long time that when you look at it, 33, 34 is, is below, well below what he set. But um, yeah, I certainly think he's the best number three in the country. And knowing him, he will sort it out. But he needs to sort it out quickly because mm-hmm. it is becoming something that's spoken about. Yep. You don't want that. You don't want that. No. You don't want that in the background. No. Breno, the Jack Jumpers haven't lost a game by more than eight points this season. Do you think they have an issue closing out tighter games or just have an ability to stay in matches even when they've been outplayed? Well, we just leave our run too late. We get too far behind the eight ball. And as Scott said in his press the other night, it's great that we can fight our way back into these games. He shows that grit and it shows um, that courage, I suppose, to get back in. But we're leaving our run too late, unfortunately. So it's something we need to tidy up. There's no doubt about it. Um, but How to, do we fix to it? have not lost a game by more than eight points for the whole season is quite remarkable, really. Seeing we've got, a, I think we've got a 50-50 split on what be the other side of the ledger now. Links winding me up in my ear, Tim. We've got to get to our final break of the morning. We'll dissect the Jack Jumpers more on Friday ahead of Sunday's big game against Adelaide 36ers. But we are powered by Kubota. Back to wrap up the show next. Yeah, we're powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. The Harcourt's open line has been absolutely on fire this morning too. Loved your text on 0437 552 One here from Frank from Ferntree. Regular texter in. Thanks for your text, Frank. Couldn't Clarence Footy Club be based at the Community Oval on the other side behind Rosney College? They get no benefit from being at Blunston Arena. Train on three different grounds throughout the Clarence community in the pre-season. Get kicked off Blunston during the season a lot. And wouldn't it make sense to have both the Clarence community footy and cricket clubs based in the same area? That's a very, very, very good point. It probably does make sense. Mm. What doesn't make sense is why it concerns Frank from Ferntree. Uh, I don't know. I thought he would have wanted it down at Kingston. would be closer. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. So, Anyway, good yeah. on you, Frank. Yes. Now, we've had the breaking news this morning of you going to the waxing parlour in Adelaide. Jason Gillespie, unimpressed with your hairy shoulders, is the male I out cannot, of the city of churches. I actually am staggered that this is getting airtime. Tim, it this says is here, cap pulled down across the brows. Black Sunny's on the unmistakable Tim Payne strut on full display gave it away as you were coming out of the parlour. I wouldn't have thought so. I believe it. Well, I can tell you because you keep going back to it. He he gets funny. When when he gets teased, he gets upset, doesn't he, Hammer? So if someone had the slightest thing to say about your hairy shoulders, you would have gone and got it No, I just like for us on this show to keep... Let's stick to facts. (laughs) Let's stick to facts. Let's let's not just go making stuff up. Like, I'm not going to post... I'm not going to post a fake person of you singing karaoke. I'm going to put the actual... (laughs) Brent Costello and Hamish Spence singing karaoke with tambourines <laughs> and thinking they're bloody Robbie Williams. A photo of you exiting the parlour would be good just to clarify the story. Hey, big show. Good to be back for 2024. Looking forward to Friday, 7 to 9. Jack Jumpers Thursday night. We'll talk all about that. Have a good week, everyone. Great to have your texts in this morning, and we'll see you Friday morning on SEN Tassie Breakfast. We take control.